Hey y'all, it's Rin, and this is the Friends of a Feather podcast, encouragement for women on the go. This weekly podcast inspires and encourages women wherever you are, listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or providing a boost of encouragement after a full day. I love inviting my friends on the podcast to share their unique God stories with you. Well, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I am excited to be here. We have an incredible episode for you today, but I want to say thank you so much for showing up and downloading the episode from last week when I interviewed Claire Richardson. Claire and I had such a great conversation, so encouraging, and she's so easy to talk to. So thanks for downloading and sharing that episode with your friends. We have such a great fall lineup for you to listen and be encouraged by. Today, it's episode 102 with my friend Jill Atogwe. Jill and I met online after she listened to my episode with Maggie Combs, and we actually got to meet in person this past summer in Memphis, and that was a true joy. So I cannot wait to introduce you to my friend Jill. You already probably follow her on Instagram at Golden Graphite. Jill is an amazing person, wife, sister, friend, mother. You are going to enjoy hearing her heart today. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my friend, Jill. Well, hey, Jill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ryan, thanks for having me. I am so excited. We get to got to meet each other in person this past summer when y'all were in Memphis for a little bit and we got to meet in person and had a play date. And I know if we lived in the same city, we would be like BFF. Like we would hang out all the time. Oh my goodness. There was not many things that made me want to stay in Memphis, <laughs> but you <laughs> being there, you made it hard to leave. I'm so glad we got to meet. It was so fun. I learned about you from Maggie Combs when she was on the podcast. Uh, and she said, do you fellow Jill at Gra- Golden Graphite? And I was like, no, but I fell in love with you. And then we got to meet in person. I was like, you got to come on the podcast. So here we are. Here we are. And Maggie's the best. I'm so thankful for her. Love it. Okay. So I want to dive in, but before I do, could you introduce yourself to my listeners and kind of tell them about your family, kind of what you do day in and day out? Yes. Okay. I'm Jill Togway. I am married to Oshimigo Togwe, and my son is four. His name's Oshalema, and our daughter is Kaogana, who is three years old today, which yeah. feels huge for whatever reason. <laughs> I feel like she's now, you know, 15. But um, <laughs> and we live in Dallas, Texas, which has been such a blessing. We moved here last summer um, and now have the gift of living probably 20 minutes away from my parents and six of my siblings. So That's awesome. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I want to dive into, there was a blog post that y'all, you and Oshimogo posted um, because y'all celebrated eight years of marriage and y'all posted it together. And I'm such a fan of when like husband and wife do a blog post or something or or an interview or something because I just think it's so great. Totally the same. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So he commented about you and said that you are a fighter and that you are a reluctant fighter. So tell me what he meant by that. So if you were to meet Oshimago 
Um, probably within the first 20 minutes at some point, you would see him start shadow boxing nothing. Like he just looks like he's in his own world. Uh, he like can't help it. He loves boxing so much. He studies the sport. If he didn't play football, he would have been a boxer. Okay. Praise the Lord. We didn't go that way. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So he just kind of like, he could, he knows everything about fighting. And so I'm the complete opposite. I can't even watch a boxing match. I don't like fighting. I don't like confrontation. (laughs) I don't like any animosity whatsoever. Um, And I don't like hard things. I mean, I'm just which I feel like it's the majority of us, but for some reason there's that small group where it's like my dad and Oshimago. They're like, okay, here we go. I'm ready to do this. I'm going to fight. I want to do the hard thing. The Lord's with me. I got this. And I'm like, no, thank you. Uh You know, I don't need the big miraculous, like giant story of like, and then they conquered the beast because the Lord, I'm like, no, I'll just be the person on the side. That's just like faithfully cheering along, you know, living this, small, simple life. Um, and so that's kind of what I want. And that's what I prefer is for everything to just be simple and easy and, um, for everything to make perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And especially in the past years of being a mom, I just have seen things go the complete opposite that I thought they would. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether it be health battles or, um, Oshimago, we thought he was going to play football, you know, for 15 years and he, everything looked that way. And then one season he got hurt and didn't recover very well. It took him a long time to recover. And that next season he was released, which nobody saw coming, nobody saw coming and we didn't plan for, and we kind of had to start from scratch. So, you know, that was a huge shift. And then I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's last year, which is an autoimmune disease that I knew nothing about and um, really turned our world upside down. We had planned on getting pregnant with our third baby, got pregnant with no problems. And um, before I knew it, we had lost the baby. And I, all of these things tied into Hashimoto's, which I just didn't know. I didn't understand. And I was like, Lord, you know me, (laughs) you know that it's like you can touch anything, but my family and my health, you know, these things are very, as moms, especially, I think we're all this way where they feel like the untouchable things, you know? Mm. Um, And in that, I think when we face scenarios like that, where we're in our worst case scenario and kind of like in our nightmare, we can either one, fall into this self-pity trap of why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. Um, I don't know why I'm here and kind of try to find the root. Okay, maybe this is why I'm here. Oh, oh no, you know what? I think maybe this is why I'm here. Or we can turn to the Lord and say, you know what? I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why this is happening, but you do. And I trust you. And it's not so much that I'm a fighter um, against anyone, I am fighting for faith and peace constantly, and I'm fighting for um, my walk with the Lord and to be able to stand firm and say, okay, in this situation, I pray that I would stay in humility, um, that you would humble me here, that I would not think I know better than you, that I would not think I deserve better than what I'm getting, but um, fighting for that humility and that faith and peace. 
Mm, that's good. I mean, who knew it was going to be that deep? I love it. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that. And that's, that's why I asked it because I wanted to know what, what did he mean by that? But I can totally see that. I can totally yeah. see you as a fighter and fighting for that. Um, that's great. Okay. He said something else that I want to bring up. He okay. said that though at our core, we want the same things. We come at them from opposite ends of the spectrum. You kind of mentioned something about that a minute ago. Here is where our communication and prayer comes in to save the day. What do you think about that? Okay. Yeah. That's us to a T. And I feel like, you know, in most marriages, I think this is just something funny. The way that we work, (laughs) the way the Lord works is we, at the foundation of our relationship, you know, we love the Lord. um, We want what's best for each other. And all of those things are the same. Our personalities could not be more different. I mean, (laughs) you could not get more different. Um, And so in every situation we face, some things are easy and it's just like, oh, okay, we'll go with that decision, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. And some feel bigger. And um, for example, like this past year, Keogana, um, my daughter, her whole age two was was intense, <laughs> mostly for me. I think, you know, moms get <laughs> moms get the brunt of that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but she really struggled with some issues of just defiance and really wanting to be in control, um, which is really hard when you're two and you feel like you should be in control. It's like, no, no, sweet girl. (laughs) I, I, I'm in control. Uh, This is, you know, it's not good for a two-year-old to be in control. (laughs) So in facing those things, I am more almost like robotic. Like if we do this, then this should happen. Um, if we just were to do this, then I know it would go this way. And as a child, I wasn't that way. Certainly, certainly mm-hmm. was not perfect. I was defiant in my heart almost all the time. But mm-hmm. if my parents said something, I did it. Yeah. And Oshimago, yeah. I think she's very much like him. And so he'll come at it from a place of like, okay, all, you know, all grace. Let's, let's talk this out. And I'm like, wait, robot. I want robot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have to come together and that's mm-hmm. where prayer really comes in. Like, okay, Lord, only you know what's best in this situation. And I pray that you would reveal it to us just through your spirit and work in our hearts and show us. So that's kind of how we handle everything. Some things are really simple and obvious and some things we have to dig in like, okay, I really feel firmly about this. And he really feels firmly completely opposite. So Mm. Praise the Lord for prayer and His Word. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that is, that's spoken so well about the communication. You have to have that and then the prayer. You have to have that. You have Absolutely. to go to the Lord and say, I can't do it, but intercede here. I want to go into your blog world, okay? I know you named it, blo- um, I know you named your blog Golden Graphite. So I, I like I dug a little bit and I saw that you said, I'll be sharing my journey to making my life beautiful and glorifying God inside and out, covered in gold and graphite. So tell me why you named your blog that. So from the old, earliest age I can remember, gray has been my favorite color, which, you know, before gray was trendy, it was, felt like a really sad <laughs> color. People were like, What? <laughs> gray. Um, I mean, I also love periwinkle, but you know, okay. neither here nor there. Um, so I, gray, I would go through my mom's magazines, flipping through and everything that was kind of like that monochrome 
gray steel Mm -hmm. charcoal, I was really drawn to. So that's always been um, just something about me. I think that I was different where I'm like, why am I not drawn to pink or, you know, yellow? It's just gray. It's been so special to me. And I think part of it is because I'm an artist and um, pencil, just working in pencil, you can do calligraphy in pencil. You can make a masterpiece. You can make a scribble. It's just something amazing to me about graphite. So I just have really been drawn to graphite in itself and then the color gray and um, gold. Just, I was thinking about gold recently that you have to mine for it. It doesn't just sit there and you can't just Mm -hmm. find it. You can't just walk, oh, gold, you know, you have to work for it and you have to put in your effort and you have to just do that hard work that many people aren't willing to do, but it's always worth it. And so gold and graphite together just had such a significance and um, they're, you know, my favorite colors to wear on a very, um, a very surface level, but deeper, it's just, Mm. you know, graphite kind of being that gift and talent from the Lord and then gold, just a reminder to mine for things and it'll be worth it. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. I love when things mean something a little bit more deep than we expect them to mean. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's kind of talk. We mentioned this earlier about how you are a stay at home mom and your kids go to school for two days out of the week and then you homeschool them the other three. And so talk to me about how you run your blog. You are a work for a stay at home mom, but you are a work from home mom as well. So how do you balance all that? How do you do both of them well? Okay. Yeah. So this is, we're officially on this day three of them going to school. So this is very new. Yeah. Um, up until this point, it was a lot of getting creative. And I, I will say I did it very poorly for a long time. It took me a long time to figure out um, how to prioritize what my priorities were. Mm. Um, but I will say now, the days that I'm home, I've had to, or the days that I'm home with my kids, um, I've had to just get really intentional about my time because I think as stay-at-home moms and work-at-home moms, we can get into this trap or kind of be tricked by the fact that we're like, we're here all the time. We're always together. You know, we're always right next to each other. And so we don't really need to be intentional because we're all in the same space. But we can really lose track of your, you know, before you know it, it's dinner and you've just been next to your kids all day. Mm. So, um, some important things we implemented just to kind of make sure that wasn't the case was always having a family time together at breakfast where we, um, read the Bible together and we go over some memory verses as a family and the kids will recite and practice one verse all week long. Um, so at least then we have time with all four of us together to start the day. And sometimes that's not the case, but 99% of the time, that's what our morning looks like. Um, it's, it's been such a gift to us. And then moving on from there, I, I think one of the most dangerous things that face a stay at home mom is our phones, um, which a lot of us know, but for a while I was, felt like I could be sneaky and just kind of like, you know, give them most of my attention and kind of like sneak glances and just always have it in my hand, like an extra appendage and just Mm -hmm. never be without it. And 
when I see, I felt like that was fine. You know, I'm like, they don't really notice me kind of looking down when they're talking to me, like every now and then, you know, just like, mm. ha ha ha. Oh yeah. Totally listening. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. They can't really notice that they're two and four, but when I'm around other people and I see them doing the same thing, I'm like, Oh no, we're not really getting away with anything here. Like they, mm. they recognize it. Yeah. And, um, it, it looks worse than we think it does. So I had to get, um, almost like give myself a boundary. And I've recently started putting my phone in a different room, which yeah. uh, many people are like, okay, obviously. But for me, that was hard because I'm like, okay, I don't have notifications on my phone. That's helpful. Yeah. So, you know, Instagram, email, all social media, I don't get any constant updates from that unless I check into it. But even a text message can really derail me where I'm like, oh, I do need, I need to respond to this immediately. Um, and for me, jotting things down. So one second you're jotting something down and the next you're like, did I respond to that email? So it's just the rabbit trail. Yeah. Um, and keeping the phone in the other room reminds me that nothing in that moment is urgent. If it were, I would have it and be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't need that. Um, the second, if you do have your phone with you and you want to capture moments, you know, um, to save or post to stories on Instagram or something like that, to try to always save it for later when there's a time when your kids are in bed or, you know, they're busy doing something else. So you can still have that FaceTime with them and not get distracted into like, okay, social media mode, I'm going to be typing out a caption. I'm going to be, I just say things and kind of hold them and then post them later. And that's been really helpful. Um, and then another thing for, that's kind of like really practical. I can keep a journal with me because the notes app is one of the main reasons I'm like, Oh no, but I need my phone. You know, Uh, I need it. I need to set a reminder. I need to email that person back. I need to make a note of that. Um, Oh, I need to write down this quote of my kids just said, if I keep a little mini moleskin with me, like a little journal and flip through that at the end of the day, then there's no reason for me to feel like I, you know, I have to have something with me, like Mm. my phone or my laptop. Um, That's been really helpful. And then the last kind of really practical thing if your kids are by you all the time and you still do have work to get done, I don't necessarily, I mean, we don't do screen time for them during the week. They don't watch shows until the weekend. Um, but I don't want them just sitting and staring at me on my computer. Um, and so setting them up with an activity that they'll love, uh, and I know they'll enjoy like a busy toddler activity. That account is a lifesaver. She's Mm. brilliant. Just busy toddler on Instagram. And she has a website too. Um, one of those activities can buy you hours. And then a me reader is, it's like a book reader. Okay. So it kind of looks like a tablet and it comes with maybe eight or 10 books. Mm. And each book has a whole kind of like voice recording thing in this tablet. So the kids can line up matching pictures and read these books to themselves and they love it. They love it. That buys you so much time too. Cause I definitely want them to see me working. Um, so they know, you know, mommy's working hard. And if I do leave the house to go work, they know what's going on, but I don't want them just like sitting me zone out on a laptop, you know? So those have been really helpful too. Those are great. I love what you said about putting your phone in another room because I, I do that and I can tell it's just a, it's like a breath of fresh air when I do that because oh, no. I don't need it. If anybody needs me, they're going to call me, you know, like if it's something major, they're going to call me, but 
it has been such a freeing thing just to even put it in. And I know, like you said, it sounds so simple, but when you do it, it's like, ah, right. I didn't need that for the past three hours. Why? And, and then you get to your phone and nobody texted you. I don't have no notifications. I'm like, I didn't miss anything. Like, <laughs> why do I think that I'm going to this big popular person? You know, like, no, I don't have notifications on my phone as well. And I think that is a huge thing. So, um, do you have a blog post that has some strategies that you do? I have blog posts on kind of like toddler activities. And I think I actually do have a one dedicated to like work at work at home mom tips. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll link it to the show notes. Um, because I think that would be a really great thing for our readers to go or our listeners to go and, and check it out. So I think that would be great, but I, I love those tips. I'm also about practicality. Like we've got to be practical and be like, Hey, this worked for me. Have you seen that account called days with gray? Yes. Yes. She's She's amazing too. Her and Busy Toddler, it's like you don't yes. really need anything else. <laughs> you don't. It's amazing. And I'm so excited to see how God has gifted those women so that we don't have to come up with it. Like it's there. Like you just go to their account. So I think that's those are huge, huge tips. And I love that. Um, okay. So I want to ask you one more question before we do like our quick round question. But I would love to hear your heart on recently they announced that The Little Mermaid is going to have a young actor that is Hallie Bailey. And so I want to know, I want to hear your heart on this of how it's going to be when your daughter Kyogana can see herself in this movie, The Little Mermaid. Tell me how that is on your mama's heart. Yes. Okay. We are so excited. It feels like it's time. You know, it feels like one of those special things where you're like, okay, it's time. And, um, my husband's Nigerian. I'm half black, half white. And I am always working to be really intentional with her, not only to just give her a strong identity as a young black woman, but also just giving her almost eyes to see, not to say to be colorblind and, you know, not to say we don't see color. We are all the same. It's know that we are all different and that's so beautiful Yeah, and that's so special. And so, um, I'm sure that some people are upset where it's like, what, this doesn't even make sense because Ariel's white with red hair. But to me, it's, it's like, okay, but that's the beauty of it that, um, so what difference does it make if she's Brown, you know, that, that, we're all human and um, our skin tones and our background and our cultures all give us some something unique and special, but yeah. at the core of it, she's a young, beautiful girl with a wonderful singing voice and she's a mermaid and she wants to be a human, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's like, yeah. Oh, but she, you know, doesn't, she's not limited. None of those things, having a beautiful voice or being a young woman or being a mermaid um, are <laughs> limited to a certain color. And yeah, so for yeah. Kyogana to be able to um, look on the screen and she loves, we, we're just kind of beginning to dabble into Disney movies. Yeah. She's only seen a few, but Little Mermaid is very high on her list. I mean, she's mm. just under Cinderella, you know, she hasn't, oh. she hasn't, <laughs> she hasn't moved to first yet, but I think this is gonna, this is gonna do the job. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So we've got some fun little quick answer questions. Okay. Okay. So it's eat, read, love. This is my eat, read, love segment. So I want to know what are you eating that you love? What are you reading or what you've read in the past? And what are you loving? 
Okay. Um, I made a goal this summer to read fiction books because I realized since becoming pregnant with Oshalama, Mm -hmm. I had not read a book just for pleasure. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. I turned to, okay, first you're reading about healthy pregnancy and then you're reading about breastfeeding and then birth and motherhood and marriage and, you know, Uh all the finances. And you just are like, wow, when's the last time I just like sat back and enjoyed a book? Yeah, It's been a long time. So um, this summer I read The Nightingale. Oh. Oh my goodness. It was phenomenal it was so lovely it was it's one of those books where you it you put it down and you're like nobody gets that my life has just changed nobody understands mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 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 nobody in this room none of you understand what's going on in me right now this book <laughs> has changed me forever oh, um and it okay. kind of set me off on like a world war ii okay uh binge a little bit okay. so after that i read the guernsey <sighs> Yes. Potato the, peel. What is it? The Guernsey potato, Literary Society. Yes. You know, potato yes, peel that. society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that. We watched it on Netflix, but I haven't read it. Oh, it the book, it took a little bit to get into because it's okay. just a series of letters. There's no, okay. it's all letters, mm-hmm. but oh my goodness, I loved it so much. Okay. Um, so that was just the most fun. And then right now, so I finished both of those. And right now I'm reading the Risen Motherhood book, which, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot recommend it enough. I've been such a risen motherhood fan yeah. um, for years since they started, but it's, it's, so you feel like, okay, I've listened to every single podcast. I read the blog. Right. You're like, how much more can I get from the book? And you will be shocked. You're like, wow, really? this is, yes, it, it, it's overwhelming. Just their wisdom and how they break down the gospel and teach you how to apply it to every situation as a mother, because there's so much gray area in the Bible and we can feel lost. But once you learn kind of their method for applying the gospel to your everyday life, um, it's really a game changer. Mm. I love their podcast. So I'll have to check out their book for sure. Yes. And it's so beautiful that I mean, Mm. the cover is just, yeah. Like you want to just dive in. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So what are you loving? What am I loving? I think I'm just, I'm loving this season of, first of all, fall, like the actual season. I think yeah. it's everyone's favorite. We all love Christmas and, you know, yeah. summer's great, but everyone at fall, you just, you see like mm-hmm. a tangible shift and yeah. you feel the newness and everything feels fresh and it's like this big exhale. Yeah. Um, so I'm loving that. I wish the temperatures were reflecting <laughs> the calendar. Yes, <laughs> me too. We've soon. got a while. Yeah, soon. I know. Soon, I soon enough, I won't complain. Um, I'm uh, still wearing my sweaters despite it being 98 degrees. <laughs> that's fine. But I'm also loving just this season of life where I have my kids going to school two days a week and um, my husband and I finally figured out regular date night and I have mm-hmm. three days homeschooling. It's just like this really, really sweet time. And mm-hmm. I find myself just sitting back and smiling. I'm like, oh, you know, it won't always be like this, but it's really it's sweet good. right now. That's Savoring. Awesome. Yes. I saw you posted your calendar on um on Insta stories. And you know, I screenshotted that and, 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 and enlarged it to see, and you had date night every Friday night. And I was like, I do girls got it going on. I love that. And I think that is huge. I think that is awesome. And it was encouraging to me to do that. Can I just say that it took 
what, four years, you know, it does. It does. Yeah. I have friends who did it right away, but I just could never mm. figure out with the whole breastfeeding thing. I couldn't pump oh, up. Oh yeah. You know, then the babies there. No, I'm no, we did not have a regular routine date night until maybe five months ago. So yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. It's refreshing when you have that regular and you just write it in the calendar and it's like, it's here. We're yes, going to do it. Praise the Lord for our wonderful sitter. Can't I know. It I know. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Thanks so much for taking time for me today, Jill. It was so good. I could talk to you all day. Ren, you know, I love you. I'm so thankful for Voxer. Yes. I'm thankful for DMs <laughs> and text messaging and all yes. the ways that I get to speak with you. It's you're fun. such a gift. Oh, you're a gift to me. And I'm excited that I got to talk with you. So thanks for joining me. Thank you, Ren. I love Jill so much. She is a pure delight. If you received encouragement from listening, I would love if you would send it to a friend. I had a few friends pop into mind when she was talking about those practical ideas of how to do motherhood well and also to be a work-from-home mom. If you are listening from your podcast app now, if you click the lower right-hand corner, there are three dots, and you can text or email this episode to a friend. I think that would be awesome, and I would appreciate you sharing it. So remember one of my sponsors for the Enneagram podcast series this summer, Megan with Junebug Designs? Well, there's something really exciting coming up, and I want to tell you about it. So she has her fifth annual holiday shopping spectacular coming up in November. It's Saturday, November 2nd from 9 to 4 in Arlington, Tennessee. So you can be watching her social media and on her website at junebugdesigns.com to find out more information, but there are 20 vendors that she has handpicked to come and it is going to be amazing. I went last year. I loved it. My friends and I joined in and made some of our Christmas purchases and I would love to see you there. I'm going to be there. Put that on your calendar, November 2nd from 9 to 4. It will be great. Okay, friends, thank you so much for showing up each and every week. I am encouraged by you, and I hope that you're encouraged by what you hear on the podcast each week. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye.